Hello and welcome to Hitting the High Note. I'm your host, Kevin Cusack, and I'm joined today by the Brooklyn band, Spotlights. Hey. Hello. <laughs> How's it going, Kevin? Going very well. So, Mario and Sarah, when did Spotlights form? And how did the band come about? So, it started... The initial idea for the band started around 2009. Uh, Sarah and I just... Uh, ran, like randomly one day decided to go into the studio. I owned a studio in San Diego where we used to live <clears throat> and one night we just went in and kind of came up with a song on the spot and recorded it and from there thought it was pretty cool so we, we always wanted to do something from that point on uh, but we were playing in another band at the time called Sleep Lady that was pretty busy and uh, spotlights just kind of fell to the the back of the, the whole thing um, and then we moved to New York in 2013 um, Sleep Lady kind of fizzled out a little bit and we started Spotlights up full time then yeah right on Since then, but I mean it took us a couple of years to really get going even at that point you know we started mm-hmm. writing slowly and then mm-hmm. uh, maybe it was like 2015 like middle of 2015 things started kind of picking up and then we put out our first actual record and was that 2016? yeah titles was yeah. Uh, May of 2000 Friday May 13th yeah. that's how I remember oh. yes that's a, a good <laughs> Friday one for the 13th yeah. yeah right on so that was kind of where it really started was right around that time okay now you met through music right? yes yeah yeah we did in yeah. San Diego yeah yeah, yeah. Basically, I, I own that recording studio, so um, you know I have local bands coming in all the time, and Sarah and her band had just moved to San Diego from Chicago and uh, came in to record, and that's how we met, and we kind of just hit it off, and we're friends for years, and now we're married. <laughs> <laughs> so you've played with bands like Deftones and Melvins. What yes. was that experience like for you, and what did you learn? Um, it was incredible. It was really nice to play with people that inspire you and to learn from them and grow from them and they're kind people. Um, it's reassuring that you know you're on the right path and um, you know it's always hard but it, it was it was pretty awesome to get a good experience out of both tours. Yeah, everybody was just amazing. Bolt tours, crew, band, everybody. Yeah. What is your favorite song to play live, and why? My favorite song to play live right now is probably "Under the Earth" because uh, Chris Chris does a sweet drum solo, and Mario and I kind of get to go nuts and just really. Like, I don't know. Make noise. Rock and roll it out. Yeah. <laughs> Not just standing there, but kind of just like lose our minds a little bit. And it feels good to do that. Yeah. Also, it's completely different from what's on the record. Yes. So it's kind of fun yeah. to change things up on that one. On your latest record, Seismic, what was the writing experience like? It was kind of like how we've done everything so far. We really like. Uh, kind of a format the formula that works for us writing wise like uh, you know I tend to write the initial ideas and demo everything and then kind of 
you know, we, we work all the parts out and all the kinks out in the demo process before we actually get into a room and start playing. Um, so it goes pretty quickly. There's not too much, you know, debating or going back and forth on parts or anything like that. Uh, luckily, we, we all kind of have very similar interests and want to do, you know, we, we like the music that we come up with usually, so we it doesn't take a lot of a lot of work. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. you know, coming up with the music right. itself is, is always, can be tough if it's not flowing, but uh, for the most part, the process is, is easy, yeah. Yeah, and being, being married and living together, mm -hmm. you know, I'll be doing whatever, coming home from work, and he'll be working on an idea, and he'll be like, listen to this, should I do this this many times, does it sound weird, you know what I mean? Yeah. So being together like that comfortably also helps it make it, it helps to make it go faster. Yeah. Um, I don't have patience for songwriting, so it's really awesome that he can sit down and crank out a record, and then I'll kind of just come in and, and take a listen and be like, that's weird, this is weird. But then we do it all live in our practice space and really work it all out, and right. then, and that's then record. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. we have it. That's kind of our process. Yeah. And it's kind of yeah. cool just because we, it gives us space to then when we're touring develop the songs a little more like what we were just talking about with Under the Earth. It mm -hmm. tends to kind of, you know, we really start bouncing. That's when we like bounce ideas off each other for the songs themselves. So we don't have to worry about the song. The song's done. Mm -hmm. Now we can do whatever we want with that song, you know. Right. Um, and let Chris go crazy on the drums. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it all flows together. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So you're on tour with Glassjaw in Quicksand. Yeah. How's the tour going so far? It's great. It's almost over. The yeah. last show is tomorrow, so we have two more. For us. For yeah. us, yeah. yeah. For this leg of, of the tour, and then we haul ass back to Connecticut to join up with Paul Bear and do five days with those guys and a couple of headline shows. Wow. Yeah. Um, but the tour has been amazing. Again, another, like, just like basically dream come true <laughs> kind of tour yeah. with like idols of ours um, and same like everybody's been amazing it's been a great experience you know the shows have been fun uh, some long drives but used you know, to that we're used to point. it so <laughs> uh, but yeah it's awesome and it's great to get to watch quicksand play every single night and uh, I've been I think we've all listened to them since we were little kids, and Chris was a huge Glassjaw fan since he was a little kid too. I didn't, didn't, really Island, listen, yeah. didn't know much about them until yeah, now, but it's a, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, and and again, it's great to watch bands that are so seasoned and you know mm -hmm. just know what they're doing, killing it every night. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so for each of you, what does music mean to you? Hmm. You go, Chris. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> Speak up, man. Yeah. I've been really lucky that I learned how to play music and that it came very natural to me. And um, it's something that I've been doing for so long, I don't really know how to even express, you know, what it necessarily means to me in the, in the, in the proper way. But I'll say that uh, um, it's, 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 it's a... It's a it's the only way I've been able to really express myself properly and, uh, and also just has helped me get through other areas of my life. Um, 
even when I'm not playing music or listening to music. So that's, you know, music is basically life to me. Yeah, that's good. And Sarah? Yeah, so, I mean, kind of the same thing. Like, at a very, super, very young age, like, music was has just been everything to me and my energy and my soul and has always moved me and inspired me and um you know discovering the band a band like the melvins when i was really young made me want to like physically pick up instruments i mean i played in like band and stuff when i was at grade school but to hear stuff like that so young or like faith no more metallica it's like that that's amazing and you know i think you know for me at a really young age i was like that's what i want to do that's what i'm going to fight for because I don't like going to school. I don't, you know, I don't like rules and I don't like whatever, you know, I want to do what I want to do. And music is all of that, you know, it's, it's super freeing and um, I get all my energy out on stage and it feels good because I can't really find that outlet anywhere else in my life, really. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's everything. I'm always playing a drum beat or bass line in my head or something, you know, it's nonstop. It's great. Yeah. About you, Marty. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, kind of basically the same as these guys. I, you know, I started listening to music super young. Uh, even though my family wasn't really like musical in the sense of playing instruments, uh, there was always music going on in the house. And my sisters and my parents were always playing good music. Um, and yeah, I just started. Uh, I think I got pushed. My parents wanted tried to get me to take piano lessons when I was really young, when I was about four or five years old. And I think the fact that I've just never liked being told to do anything, like I was never very good in school, never very good at uh, wanting to do any kind of homework or anything like that. Um, but when I picked up a guitar for the first time, it was, it just like hit me right away and it never went away uh, to the point where I remember being like 12 years old telling my mom that I was gonna play music for a living. <laughs> and then, I, you know, even though she wasn't too happy about it, they they were incredibly supportive my whole life and you know backed me and whatever I wanted to do. So it was awesome. What are your top five artists that you listen to right now? Five is a big number. Mm. <laughs> well, I. I I usually put it on Spotify Shuffle, or I'll pick a channel, um, but right now, and for a while, I get really stuck on bands, and I tend to just stay in that bubble for a while, I've been like that since I was little. Um, it's like Old Man Gloom, The Melvins, Cult Leader, uh, I'm trying to think what else. I have to look at my Spotify. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, What about you, Chris? What do you, uh... Uh, well, you this is going to be funny because I... We're on tour with Quicksand and Clash. I was yeah. listening to both bands. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's the honest answer, so those would be two of them. Um, the new Yob record is probably yeah. the best yeah, new record yeah. I've heard out of anything that's come out recently. That's three. Um, I've been listening to the latest Slow Dive record a lot, and, uh, and I always listen to Chrome Eggs. 
because they're my favorite hardcore bands. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my five. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah new new music-wise, the that yeah new Yob record is incredible. Uh, the new JJL record is yeah. amazing. Also, those guys are great. Um, but I'm the same as Sarah. Like I just get stuck listening to stuff. You know, like Quicksand is still one of my favorite bands, and I. Uh, yeah, Sumac. Yeah. I love. Uh, I don't know a lot of stuff, but yeah. <laughs> the, I'm we kind of the same. We just because if we don't put shuffle on and just let it go, we'll just listen to the same records yeah. over and over and over again. <laughs> and for each of you, what has been your aha moment in music as a band? As a band or individually? Actually, both. Okay. Um, well, aside from the moment when I, I guess I've had a lot of aha moments personally, just like, you know, when I was really young and I finally like figured out like a song that I was trying to figure out or something and, and it hit me and I was like, that's it. It sounds the same. I did it. (laughs) Um, but then older, just like, you know, even really recently until a couple, like, 10 years ago or so, just realizing a lot of things about how I was approaching music and how I was thinking about trying to be any sort of professional musician or or recording engineer for that matter. And uh, just being able to kind of put away the stress and worries of this is so hard to do, it's, you know, why aren't people listening to us, blah, 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 and just really turn it around on ourselves and enjoy the process and enjoy making music and worry about the sonics and, and really just kind of craft the thing a little more <clears throat> instead of worrying about things that don't matter, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, and as soon as I did that, things kind of opened up and things yeah. became easier and all of a sudden bands started doing better. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was for me personally. Um, my very first aha moment was uh, when I picked up the bass. Um, so I played guitar when I was like 11, 12, and I played drums for a little bit when I was like 19, but nothing felt right. And then I just randomly picked up a bass one night when my friends were jamming, and my friend was just like, you're really good at bass. And like, I, I think I found it, because in between playing drums and bass, I was like, I knew I had to be involved in music somehow, and I almost, wanted to go to school for recording, like engineering, but again, I hate school, so uh, <laughs> that was my biggest like life, uh-huh, probably. Um, and yeah, recently, same as Mario, just letting go and having fun, and mm-hmm. everything kind of falls into place when you worry less about it, and um, meeting Mario and having someone in my life that is same, same you know, because of being in bands with a lot of musicians, people aren't that way and there's a lot of egos, there's a lot of band man children and um, yeah, meeting Mario was probably my second aha uh-huh moment. <laughs> Finding people to do that with. And then when we got Chris it was just like that was it. Yeah. I had a similar thing uh, that Sarah had also when I was young where it was almost the opposite because I started playing I wanted to play bass as my first <laughs> instrument. And um, I watched a lot of M T V time and so I picked up on how to play music from watching music videos and uh, bass 
uh, I, my, no offense to bass players, my, I think it was my sister that told me that, uh, that, that the bass was no fun or something. So, <laughs> so for whatever reason, so, you, awesome. know, uh, you know, people, not musicians, they don't know what bass players do sometimes. So, um, yeah. But, you know, we, as we all know, it's a very integral part of the band, and uh, especially in Spotlights, yeah. you know, which you'll hear tonight. But, um, uh, and then I played guitar and learned a couple songs uh, that, uh, you know, power chords like Deep Purple, Smoke in the Water, and like Mario said, once I realized it sounded the same as the record, I realized that that was an aha moment. But uh, something about drums, for some reason, just was instantaneously a little more natural for me. And I would credit that to a lot of early metal, watching like Molly Crew videos, and metal as in like, you know, whatever was being played on MTV at the time, yeah. not like real metal. but. Uh, and then with the band, uh, again, similar to what they were saying, um, I think I've played in a lot of bands with a lot of man children and, and <laughs> a lot of egos and stuff. And I learned uh, definitely with this band um, that if you find a band that's focused artistically, has a vision uh, professionally and artistically, um, it's not so important to always have to interject your opinions on everything you can find like it's like finding a I don't want to call it a job but like finding a place where mm-hmm. you believe in the place that you're gonna go join yeah. this place or whatever you know yeah. so that, that that for me really inspired me at my ripe age of 38 to uh, just, you know to, to continue yeah. on this path of driving around the country in 118 degree weather <laughs> <laughs> or, below, or below or, freezing or below yeah. freezing yeah. like earlier yeah. this year yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. my answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you're on tour, there's a lot of extremes when it comes to weather. Yeah, yeah of you get it all. And, you and know. it's day to day. It's like, you know. That's true. Hour to hour sometimes. So, Chris, what do you love most about playing drums? Um, it's an aggressive instrument, you know, at least the way that I approach it. And, and that's what I try. You know, I'm not a jazz player or, or, or a guy that plays uh, with brushes. I, I immediately liked powerful drumming from day one. Uh, so for me, it's almost like similar to, uh, you know, an extreme sport or something like that. So um, I really look at it as a way to vent and get out um, a lot of just anything that I need to get out of my system through hitting stuff. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that sounds funny, but it's true. It's like, in, in a, in, it's probably the only place besides where, you know, it could be hitting a punching bag where it's okay mm-hmm. to, to, to sort of almost be violent, but without really hurting anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. you have to let stress out like that, and it's mm-hmm. yeah. a great thing to do. So yeah, everyone needs an outlet. So that's, absolutely, that's, that's, yeah. uh, that's my healthy outlet of aggression uh, in a way. <laughs> yeah, because you don't want nothing to be bottled up inside you and all that. You just gotta let it out and just go with the flow. And yeah, it's ther- It's like therapy. It is, it's a, yeah. It's a, being on tour is a half an hour therapy session every night <laughs> on, on stage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, music is a great level of therapy yeah. and you know, just brings people together, too. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, definitely. That's how I know most of my friends. So it's also played a really good part in my social life, too. So, yeah. So. Do you have any last words for aspiring musicians? I honestly would say this. I, I thought about not doing this 
uh, you know, once I started realizing that it wasn't working out professionally, but then I got re-inspired uh, again, like at a later age where, you know, some people think it's a young man's game, but it's something that I realized was part of me that I couldn't stop doing. And I think if you, even if it's not working out for you professionally, it's just such an important thing to keep doing and you never know what you're gonna, uh, you never know where, where it can go, but more importantly, it's just a great thing to keep in your life and sort of focus on what it is and how it makes you feel versus, you know, fame and all that other mm -hmm. stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Sarah? Um, yeah, I mean, I think just in general as a human to follow your heart and don't let people bring you down. Mm -hmm. Don't let no's discourage you because in any profession, um, I think that's when a lot of people get shut down and give up. Um, but you just kind of got to brush past those, you know, and especially being an artist of any type, um, there's a lot of opinions flying around and just because someone thinks that way doesn't mean it's true. Um, to just, yeah, follow your dreams. Life's really short. Uh, and don't give up, you know, like die happy. Die, <laughs> <laughs> Mario. Yeah, similar to what these guys said. Um, I mean, I would just say definitely don't give up. You know, if it's if it is truly something you love and it makes you happy, whatever capacity you can do it and do it. Keep going. Like, don't put a cap on it. Don't think about like, oh, if I'm not doing this much by the time I'm thirty or forty or twenty or whatever, I'm gonna stop. Like saying that right there, just you're hurting yourself by doing that so I would say just yeah keep going enjoy it be kind to people quote Cheryl Crow right now if it makes, <laughs> if it makes you happy it can't be that bad <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you Mario Sarah and Chris thank you so thank much you, Kevin. thank you for having appreciate it appreciate it you're welcome now I'm going to play you a song from the band Spotlights this is Walls
Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Hitting the High Note with your host, Kevin Cusack. You can check out the band Spotlights on Facebook, Instagram, Bandcamp, and Spotify.